It spoke. Jeff, did you hear it? It could actually talk. Do many things less than I. But the thing it does most efficiently is exterminate human beings. Servant. It destroys them. Without mercy. Without conscience. I it destroys am them utterly. Completely. I am Thank you for joining us on a quick trip through space and time. My name is Mac. And I'm Caleb. And this is a podcast where a Doctor Who veteran and a Doctor Who beginner go through each episode of Doctor Who and give their thoughts on it. And today, we are going to be watching The Power of the Daleks. The Daleks was written by David Whitaker, directed by Christopher Berry, and produced by Ains Lloyd. It also aired November 5th, 1966 to December 10th, 1966. Caleb, do you recognize the name David Whitaker? No. Do you recognize Edge of Destruction, The Rescue, and The Crusade? Oh, God. Only one of those episodes is even remotely tolerable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no, I honestly have no idea what to expect from this episode. <laughs> Uh, I know that it is the uh, first full story starring Patrick Troughton as the Doctor. It's also the first in a series of episodes where... Okay, so I've told you before that the chase was the first and only time during Classic Who in which the Daleks were the main villain and that didn't have the word Dalek in the episode title, right? Yeah. Because the Daleks always brought in an audience, so they always wanted to make sure Daleks was in the title so that people knew to tune in. Not only that, but they also always have a specific title scheme, uh, which will always make your job of predicting what the episode's going to be about way more difficult. Because it is always <laughs> the blank of the Daleks. <laughs> the power of the Daleks, the evil of the Daleks, the revelation of the Daleks, the victory of the Daleks. Like, <laughs> it has that episode scheme. So it's going to be a challenge for you <laughs> to predict what each episode is about. This episode is available on BritBox, and I'm mad. Why? Because it's animated. Oh, so they have this animated one, but not all the other animated ones. Yeah, so clearly they can put up the animated ones on BritBox. They just choose not to. Because <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but they're like, oh, this one's got Daleks in it. I guess we have to do it. This one is the first one with the second Doctor. It'd be weird if we didn't have it. Yeah. But they didn't have the last one with the first Doctor, so who the fuck knows? I don't know. But we do get to watch it. It's going to be animated, but that's fine. But Caleb, given everything you know about Doctor Who, and given the title of the episode, The Power of the Daleks, what do you think this episode is going to be about? 
So after the doctor has done his regeneration thing, a strange side effect of regeneration for a very short time after he's regenerated is he can also absorb power into himself and give himself the powers or capabilities of whoever he touches. And it's basically Highlander, but he fights Daleks. (laughs) (laughs) That could be only one. (laughs) That's my prediction. Highlander, but Daleks. Okay, okay. That's not awful. And yes, that prediction is purely based on the fact that the word power is in the title. And also Sean Connery was there. <laughs> I should I should rewatch Highlander. I haven't watched it in a very long time. Yeah. Like I think I was in high school when I watched it. I think I was in like my freshman or sophomore year in college and I watched it on VHS. Like I want to watch it again. <laughs> I watch it again. I mean not to give too much of a spoiler. But the next episode is actually called The Highlanders. So you just blew <laughs> you just blew that load and can't use a Highlander reference in the next episode. Damn Fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> no, what have I done? Uh, and with that, we will see you all in the future. Let's get going. And uh, since the fucking TARDIS sounds don't change, I'm never going to change that sound. (laughs) And we're back. May have just been a couple seconds for you, but it was two weeks for us. But it feels like it was longer. It felt like a month. Why is that? It feels like it was a month. I don't know. But like, according to Discord, it was just two weeks ago. I think I think I think we've been excited to do this episode and just life circumstances has intruded on our ability to do it. I was uh, doing my one year anniversary vacation last weekend. So like that was taken up. And then before then you had shit. So yeah, I was like busy all the weekend of the fourth. So meanwhile, I had a four day weekend for the fourth. But, like, nothing to do. <laughs> and he was like, hey, we can record any point during that. I was like, I got you, fam. Ghosted him. <laughs> what a delightful change of pace that was. Anyway. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this episode for a variety of reasons. But before we really get started, uh, Caleb... What did you think of the power of Daleks? Uh, overall, again, in the context of like it's an old show I would never watch on my own, I actually enjoyed it. I think what makes this episode work compared to other episodes, uh, even other dog episodes, is that there's so much character politics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like not everyone seems like the same person. And maybe it's because it was animated and they made them look different. But uh they all had distinct personalities and goals and motives, and that made it more interesting to watch. This is the most tolerable six-episode arc we've watched. I would agree with that if The Keys of Marinus wasn't my number two pick uh, for the first Doctor. But, yeah, I kind of really fucking liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I really I, liked this episode. I really liked it, and it. I was... Max says this is normal. I was a little off-put by the fir- the new Doctor at first. Yes. But by the end of this, I was like, this is the the doctor I like so far. Yeah, I don't remember if I said it on mic or not, but it always takes an episode for both the audience and the actor to get into the groove of it. And I I say you can't really judge a doctor until their second episode. But that being said, 
I did really like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I did really like it. Well, I I liked how kind of like off point is like, you know, like we kind of get into a groove with Hartnell, but now everything is just different. And that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool how you can be four seasons into a show and like it suddenly just feels really different. That's one of the things I really like about Doctor Who just in general is that because of the shifting cast, it does a good job of keeping things fresh, mm-hmm. both both for the supporting and the main character. That's something I like about it. Yeah, before we start, let's go ahead and uh, address an elephant in the room with some trivia, shall we? <laughs> this episode was animated. The animation team was given a whole whopping 10 months to finish a production of six episodes, uh, which was a tight schedule, obviously, but it was doable. That was until the schedule was made even tighter when the upper management was like, hey, you know what would be good if this was released at the same time as the 50th anniversary? So we want you to get this done by the 50th anniversary. So suddenly that 10 months to get six episodes finished was reduced to five months to get six episodes finished. Yikes. One of the animators was literally putting the finishing touches on the last episode, in the back seat of the car, on the way to the studio to drop off the final product. <laughs> that's how that's how tight of a schedule this was. The hard drive was still warm when they handed it over. And so, as you can imagine, pretty much everyone on the animation team fucking hated the final product. And then a special remastered edition was announced, and they were elated to be given a chance to fix their mistakes. I don't think that's the version we watched, though. No. <laughs> if it is, my God. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it was because when I was on the TARDIS wiki doing research for my beautiful episode summaries, the clips they had were in color. I was like, what the fuck? What I watched was black and white. <laughs> yeah, so what, I just wanted to address that elephant in the room, just like with the Reign of Terror. Just assume every sort of note that we have in regards to this episode also ends with... And also the animation was terrible. Yeah. Except for Polly's. Polly didn't really do anything for me this episode. Michael Craze was done dirty. Br- brutalized. <laughs> Just brutalized. He is, he is. Someone took the ugly stick, put a shovel spade on the end of it, and then just whacked him in the face with it. Because again and again and again. Oh, he did not Ooh. he did not survive the animation process unscathed, let me tell you. <laughs> <sighs> yikes anyway let's go ahead and jump in shall we let's do it oh i guess i should read a summary huh i mean you know if you feel like it yeah and you know like what we're vibing with the power of the daleks episode one ben and polly are shocked at the new person now in front of them this person claims to be the doctor but acts very different and doesn't seem to remember everything that has happened ben isn't convinced the man's the doctor at all but polly believes it must be The new doctor heads out to the planet's surface where he witnesses a man being murdered. The doctor then takes the man's examiner badge before being knocked out. All three travelers are brought into a colony where they are interrogated by the deputy governor Quinn and the head of security Bragan. The doctor poses as the examiner and gets the crew out of trouble before beginning to poke around the colony. They meet a scientist named Lesterton and his assistant Janley, who has discovered an alien ship that crashed many years ago. The group meet Governor Hensel and learn about a brewing rebellion on the colony. After running an experiment with Lesterson, the travelers manage to open the first door of the ship, but the second one remains shut. 
When everyone is gone, the doctor gets the second door open to reveal two Daleks. Both are unresponsive though, and an outline in the dust shows a third one should be there as well. Polly screams as something squirms beneath the door. There is a part near the beginning of this episode where I was very glad I was not we were not listening to the audio version of this, uh, so I didn't have headphones in. Because when the doctor first wakes up, he's like incredibly disoriented. And like, he's like seeing multiples of everything and they're all swirling around and this high pitch whistling noise Mm -hmm. is running through his head and he's trying his best to like focus on one thing so he can push out all the noise. And that, that noise was like, ah, mm, just like ear piercing. So I'm really glad (laughs) that I wasn't wearing my, uh earbuds for that one yes there are several moments in this arc where i'm glad i wasn't wearing headphones but we'll get to that (laughs) just like how polly is much more on board with the hey we're on an adventure through time and space groovy baby and ben is just like this fucking sucks take me home i do really appreciate that polly is much more willing to believe that this man is the doctor and ben is just like no he's not look at him his hair's not even white <laughs> I appreciate Ben a lot in this episode. <laughs> a lot for reasons that should be obvious, but I will bring up again and again. <laughs> because Ben is you. <laughs> you are Ben. <laughs> I think he understands now that like he's not getting on the boat. The boat is a little out of reach. Did he talk about wanting to get back to the Navy at any point in this story? I don't I, think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think he rides he's along for the ride, but he wants that ride to be pretty fucking short. <laughs> you know what that is? <laughs> Growth. Growth. Oh, but <laughs> we can't we can't just dismiss Ben's foolproof test to see if this is really the doctor. Because Ben, seeing that this person is a completely different look, shape, and act of the doctor, he has a foolproof plan of how to test it. He takes the doctor's ring and tries to put it on this new man's finger, but it just slips off. And Ben interprets this as concrete evidence that this cannot be the same man because they have different (laughs) ring sizes, apparently. (laughs) Listen, you gotta understand, Ben's a simple man. He's only from the modern era of 1960s London. He's never seen anyone just change into someone else before <laughs> neither has polly and she seems pretty cool with it <laughs> well that's because polly's cool man she is she's very groovy polly's been along for the ride the whole time that's her vibe <laughs> i wasn't necessarily off put i because i kind of like how long this episode dwells on like them being like who the fuck is this and then yeah. the doctor just not acting like the doctor at all mm-hmm. because he also seems I mean, like, yeah, he's disoriented at first, but he also just seems not confused, but like he's trying to piece everything together, too. And I got the impression that he, I mean, like he pretty much directly says that he doesn't remember everything. Mm -hmm. Is that a thing in Doctor Who where they don't remember their regenerations entirely? One of the reasons why I say the second episode is when you can start judging a doctor is because the first episode that they're in is always inevitably about the doctor readjusting to their new self. And that can come in multiple different ways. And often, yes, it, it it can be just like a right. Yes, absolutely. Good to meet you all. Quick question. Who am I and what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
I love it. The amnesia arc every three seasons. But the doctor does get over that by the end of the first episode, which is why I say you can't judge a doctor until their second one, uh, because the first doctor is always just a little bit more quirky than he normally would be. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, I, I like the storytelling sense. You know, it's different. We're all trying to figure out what's going on. The new doctor is seems a little unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. And at first that was really off-putting, but by the end of this whole arc, I was like, actually, I kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you were right in the sense of like, he kind of, he it's, it's a little bit of a Columbo vibe. I agree with you that I like the amount of time they spent on this. It would have really sucked. It would have felt really disingenuous if they were like, my God, Doctor, you look different. Yep, I do that. Okay. And then they just moved on. Yeah. They actually spent time of, they were like, what? No, that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. But now we got to talk about how, it, part of it was the animation, I think, but there's something about, like, the Doctor's face. <laughs> <laughs> and also, just, like, the first couple things he does, like, right after getting out of the TARDIS, he just got, he seemed almost evil. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. All he did was take out Saladin's knife from from his uh, from his chest of memories and just, fondle it for a minute i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> he fondled it for a minute he's like muttering to himself and then he goes outside and when you see um the examiner meet the person who murders him i won't spoil it yet but he sees the examiner get murdered but he like peeks up over this hill really weirdly and like yeah. watches it like his face looks like he's excited about it and then he goes and steals this man's fucking identity like a madman yeah one of my notes is well the person i was just talking to was shot i guess i'll stand here for a while (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the thing that was off putting at first that i actually ended up liking was i have a really hard time telling what this doctor is thinking yeah hartnell's doctor was more like oh uh, i'm just gonna explain everything to you like you're an idiot whereas like the this doctor like i cannot figure out for the life of me what the fuck he is thinking while he's doing it and then it just kind of works out that that is actually a good lead in to one of the trivia notes I have, uh, because during the first creative meeting, the production staff were all trying to determine how Patrick Troughton should portray the Doctor in relation to William Hartnell's interpretation, and they were all going back and forth, back and forth. During the meeting, Jerry Davis, who was the primary script editor, was like, "Hey, everybody, shut up, shut up, everybody, everybody, leave, everybody, leave." He like shooed everybody out of the room except for Troughton because he noticed that. During the entire meeting, Troughton was just sitting there silently, just watching everyone's faces very carefully. Uh, Davis asked Troughton what he had observed, and Troughton gave a completely accurate insight to everyone's power and group dynamics. And this moment was so telling to Davis that they made sure to incorporate that aspect into the new Doctor. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) This episode has a lot of good trivia. At the uh, start of rehearsals, Annika Wills and Michael Craze wore shirts that said, Come back, Bill Hartnell, as a prank. But Patrick Troughton was so insecure and nervous about taking over the role that he did not react well to the joke at all. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, But, like, once they realized, oh, shit, he's taking it personally, the two actors, like, immediately apologized. and like, sorry, 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 sorry. And they had uh, good camaraderie moving forward after that. <laughs> what assholes. Right? Other trivia. Pauline Baggett kicked off the fucking TARDIS in the next episode. <laughs> my uh, my last note is uh, 
the first doctor had proficiency in deception and intimidation, and the second doctor has proficiency in deception and insight. Yeah, I could see that. Intimidation's a strong word, I think, but we won't get into that here. But yeah, so the doctor witnesses a man get murdered and thinks, obviously, the most reasonable thing for me to do is assume this dead man's identity. I'm not going to get fucking murdered doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why not? And then he gets knocked out and, like, Mercury, and then Polly and Ben, like, pass out because of mercury fumes or something. It sounds like you would just die, but... I, I'm sure if they stayed out there long enough, they probably would have, because the people that took them were wearing, like, hazmat suits. Yeah. And they get taken to this colony where they meet, and this is, I don't know, footnote, the animation is bad the whole time, but I genuinely had a hard time for the first half of this episode, or the arc, deciding who the villain was because everyone looks fucking evil (laughs) they really do (laughs) all of them look like they're shifty motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) because there's the like the lieutenant governor or whatever his name is quinn and he gets accused of like helping like this like rebel group on the colony and paulie's like well i think he's innocent he's got a good face i was like no quinn's definitely the fucking villain there's no way there's no way that smug whitehead motherfucker is not the villain of this (laughs) Spoiler, he wasn't. It was the other equally evil-looking guy. (laughs) Everyone's faces are just, like, really gaunt, and they go super hard on the shading. So, like, Mm. everybody looks like they're, like, cast in shadow at all times. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I can see that. (laughs) And then, yeah, then what else happens this episode? Uh, We got to see a Dalek outside of its shell for the first time. Oh, yeah. Skittered underneath the dresser i don't know i don't know what it's good underneath it's good underneath something <laughs> uh, yeah i thought it was a door but like i don't know what it was we didn't really see what it was and it never gets brought up again although we do see daleks out of their shell again later in the story oh yeah we do don't we yeah but uh but yeah that's that's all i had to say about this first episode i'm also curious as to why the fuck the doctor just took the badge of the man he just saw murdered because then he goes to call me and like again this is the one thing the whole time like i was like doctor whoever killed that man is gonna kill you (laughs) yeah do you think they give a fuck they've already done it once in in your defense you are entirely correct he does try to kill him (laughs) again so surprise uh uh no one's gonna like to hear this but ben is the only rational character the whole fucking time I, I would agree with you up until the point where they find out Daleks are involved. Then I think the doctor is justified in in staying because he's like, ah, shit's going to go down with the Daleks involved. I got to I got to put a stop to whatever the fuck they're doing because it's they're not baking cookies. I can tell you that much right now. Uh, Fair point. Counterpoint. One, in Ben's defense, he doesn't really know what a Dalek is or what they do. B. If he did know what Daleks would do, that's more reason to leave, not less. (laughs) Savior of the fucking universe, you are. (laughs) I mean, like, Ben's right the whole time. He's like, spoiler, in the next episode, they're all like, well, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do about that? And Ben's like, we should leave. And that is his attitude the whole fucking time. (laughs) Uh, And I was 100% here for it. And, uh, yeah, especially if I knew what Daleks were, I'd be like, and everyone's like, we have to stop the Daleks. It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> we should leave. I feel like we're going to get to the end of Patrick Troughton and we're going to do our The Doctor is Out for him. And, like, I'll list Ben as my least favorite companion and you're going to list Ben as your favorite 
I was like, this motherfucker spoke reason the whole time. What's the hate about him? I'm like, this motherfucker was a coward and wanted to leave the entire time. <laughs> Perfect. All right, enough rambling. I guess we'll move on to episode two. Episode two, yep. The doctor suspects Lusterson. That's, a, a, that's a tough name to say, and I actually have a note about that later. So <laughs> <laughs> I will not blame you if you trip over that name. <laughs> The doctor suspects Lesterson has already been in the chamber, but the dogs need power in order to operate. When Lesterson finds them in the lab, an argument breaks out, and Lesterson denies even knowing about the third Dalek. However, when the doctor leaves, Lesterson and Janley pull the Dalek from a hidden compartment. Bregan tells the travelers more about the rebellion. Ben is the only person making sense and wants to leave and let the colonists sort everything out themselves. The doctor, meanwhile, proves that he is indeed the doctor by sticking his nose where it doesn't belong. Janley and Lesterson get the Daleks up and running, and it immediately kills one of his co-workers. When Quinn is accused of helping the rebels, he is brought before the governor. But Lesterson interrupts, revealing a Dalek with no gun that says, I am your servant. I am your servant. I am your servant. Louder I am your and servant. And louder. I am your servant. It just on and fucking on. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> That was a, that that was the moment for me where I was like, "Thank God I'm not wearing headphones." And I thought that at the end of basically every episode in this arc, yeah, there there was something eerie about seeing Daleks covered in cobwebs, and I can't quite place what it is, but there was just something disquieting about it. Ooh, Dalek cases. I mean, I'd be more freaked out because be like, "What spiders in here?" <laughs> but there was a moment. There was a moment immediately after they left the uh, the capsule. That I fucking loved, because the doctor was just like, we have to make Lesterson listen. Ooh, Lesterson listen. That's a tongue twister. Try saying that five times fast. Lesterson listen, Lesterson listen, Lesterson listen. And then it cuts over to Ben, like, he he's like doing, but if this is the case, then what? Then what does that mean? Oh, whatever it is, we should probably get out of here. Don't you think so, Doctor? And then he then he turns, and the Doctor and Polly are both just like looking at each other, going, "Lesterson, listen. Lesterson, listen. Lesterson, listen. Lesterson, listen." <laughs> Again, Ben is the only sensible, grounded character the whole arc. <laughs> and then uh, the Doctor and Polly are just having fun, and I appreciate that. Boo. No fun. <laughs> Leave. I think the no the the part that made me come bust out laughing after this is like you know they get out of the ship. Lester sends there. He's all like, "What are you doing to my ship?" And they have a fight about the Daleks and whether or not Lesterson got one out. And then they leave, and then Lesterson's eyebrow like shoots up really fast and dramatically in like a single frame. And then he like <laughs> South Park walks over to like this wall yeah. and just <laughs> opens a Dalek. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Anytime it has people walking. <laughs> It's so <laughs> South Parky and it's hilarious. <laughs> there, there was a moment that I thought was super badass. Lesterson comes in. He's like accusing them of uh, tampering with his lab. And then the doctor is like, tell me something, Lesterson. Have you ever seen a Dalek before? And Lesterson is like, no. He's like, really? Never. Not once in your life. No, of course I haven't. It's like, and yet there's three of them in this capsule right now. And you didn't even glance. You didn't even bother looking into that capsule for like a moment because it's not curious to you because you've already seen one. Damn. Sweet Sherlock moment, Doctor. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was a good moment. I have a theory and I keep going back and forth and I don't know what I want to theorize with you. Does the power of the Daleks happen before or after 
the Dalek invasion of Earth. Hmm. Because they don't know what Daleks are. They they find these these what they think are robots, and they are treating them like they're toys. Unless this is a, a space colony, and they've never had dealings with the Daleks. But if that were the case, then that means they probably lost contact with Earth during the Dalek invasion. And I imagine it would it would have been difficult for Earth to establish or establish any sort of authority over its space colonies if it had been already been invaded. And yet, the Doctor is being a uh, an examiner from Earth, and they're all like treating him with respect and fear, implying Earth does have authority over this colony. So did this happen before or after the invasion? I think it's after the invasion. I think it's well after the invasion. I think it's after the first episode with the Daleks. Because in Invasion of Earth, the Doctor says that, you know, the events of Skara were a million years in the future. Hmm. And then in this episode, spoilers, in like episode five, they're like, we will make this planet this second, Skaro. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, it's a million years, Invasion is a million years before the Daleks. Mm-hmm. The Daleks ha- happens in like the second episode of season one, and then, however, like I would imagine, this is several thousand years after the events of Scarrow. Okay, so you say okay, your timeline: Dalek invasion of Earth, and then a million years happens, and then it's Daleks. Uh, th- that's what the that's what the Doctor said in the Dalek invasion of Earth is it, that the events of Scarrow were a million years in the future. Yes, the, the events in Scarrow happened a million years in the future. But maybe this one happens between that, where, like, the Dalek invasion of Earth happens, and then they've pushed the Daleks off of Earth, and they've regained society, they've grown, they've grown, several hundred or even thousand years pass, and that's when they colonize other planets, and enough time has passed that they might not have records of what the Daleks looked like. That's true, because, yeah, I mean, a million years is a long time to keep records, you know? Yeah. Because, oh, man, we're getting deep into Doctor Who lore, because that's going to be like, yeah, because even the Ark refers to not having, like, a ton of evidence or a ton of records of old Earth. Mm-hmm. Since uh, Dalek Invasion happened in 2154, I'm going to say this one happens in, like, the year, I don't know, let's say 3300. Yeah, why not? Fuck why it. Why not? Fuck it. Because I guess it doesn't have to take place after the events of... The Daleks, because it would just be after whatever calamity destroyed Skaro, right? Yeah. Because Skaro could have fallen apart, and then the Daleks were like, we need to find a new planet. Yeah, because that's what the capsule is. It was was like nuclear war is happening on Skaro. They basically sent out Superman capsules. (laughs) Basically. Man, we're getting deep. We're getting deep into the Dalek timeline, man. Hell yeah. This is what I'm This is what I'm here for, man. <laughs> I'm here to connect all the dots. So after after they run out of Lesterson's lab, they're in like their room, I guess. It's not really a cell because they're not being forced to stay there. But the doctor fucking pulls out like a recorder and starts playing it. Yeah, bizarre, unnerving. <laughs> and the, him and Polly are also chatting about like, well, how do we figure out Lesterson? How do we prove Lesterson knew about the dogs? How do we prove he stole one? And then Ben comes in with, how about, this isn't our fucking problem. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then he, he gives the most reasonable advice of like, you know, I really just think we should leave pretending to be some sort of agent from Earth during this rebellion. That guy got murdered. There's Daleks. This doesn't have anything to do with us, guys. I just looked ahead at my notes and I have uh, one of my notes is once again, Ben shows his Calebness. <laughs> Sub note, I'm bored. Fuck this place. Let's go back to the TARDIS. <laughs> but before that note, though, um, they're talking about what they should do. And uh, they've been given food to eat. And uh, the doctor tells them to stop talking. And then he opens up a grapefruit. And there is like a bug, like a like a listening device inside that's like spying on them. And at first I was like, why would they why the hell would they put a bug in a fruit that could have been potentially eaten? That seems like a really dumb move. And then I realized that they put it in a grapefruit and who the fuck would willingly eat a grapefruit. grapefruit. So I suppose that's it's probably <laughs> the perfect place for it. They were like, we got to put this listening device in something. And we're like, what do we have around? They're like, oh, well, I don't have any spare this. I don't have any spare that. They're like, we have all this grapefruit no one will eat. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and then they, uh, go, cuts back to the lab where they're doing experiments on the, on the Dalek and they had removed the gun. And, um, after it killed someone. Well, I think, no, it was before it was, bef- it was before the, um, they removed it, I think. Oh, no, no, they hadn't removed it. Yeah, the do- the gun is still in the Dalek, and they're just, like, experimenting it on it, and they're like, hmm. I think Lesterson says, I can't think what this short, stubby arm is for. And part of me wants to chastise him for not realizing that's a gun. The other part of me wants to give it to him because that definitely just looks like a whisk. I don't blame him. Yeah, I was going to say. It's a gun. <laughs> like, is this some sort of cooking robot? <laughs> I also love that the Dalek is awake for exactly one minute and then kills something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it looks like it's looking at me. Well, don't be ridiculous. Pow! <laughs> Kablam! <laughs> oh, yeah. My my sub note is, ah, good. Now I can start my day. Now that I've had my morning cup of extermination. <laughs> oh, Daleks, we've missed you. Okay. Uh, this, this is something that I'm going to say in favor of this episode pretty much throughout this entire discussion. But is it just me or are the Daleks way more intimidating in this episode than they've been in any other episode? Um, Because their plan actually kind of makes sense and works. And like, I don't know, I feel like I see them actually scheming and not just trying to do crazy shit. Yeah, because the Daleks up until this point have always been just bust down doors and shoot everything that moves. And that's our entire strategy. But like now... Watching the Dalek listen to orders, knowing that it's just biding its time until it can get back to full power. It's kind of unsettling. Seeing the Doctor be afraid of it just kind of like adds to that. Yeah, no, I I loved it. I I loved, I love the subtleness. You see it try and break so many times. Like it's like, I think it was one point, not maybe in this episode, where like it sees the Doctor and it tries to shoot him, but the gun isn't there. So it just makes a clicking noise. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's all these moments where like the Daleks kind of slip up but get away with it but like it's actively scheming and it's planning to knock down the door and shoot everything inside yeah 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 that's still the end game it's a cash in cash out scam I think that I forget what uh, I forget which episode it is I want to say episode 4 I don't know but the Daleks are like helping the humans plan something and the humans are like this is remarkable design I can't believe you came up with it and the Dalek is, is like of course we did. The Daleks are super. 
are servants to humans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. All those moments were just, mm, that's gems. Because Daleks are getting a Dalek, man. Daleks got a Dalek. <laughs> I just read ahead to my first note in episode three. But um, I think that's that's all I got for right now. Yep, that's all I've got for right now, too. Um, yeah, I guess we'll move on to episode three. The doctor is pissed, but the governor thinks that the Dalek can be useful and dismisses his concerns. Quinn admits to asking for the examiner to come and is arrested. Reagan assumes the role of deputy governor. Turns out Bregan and Janley are the rebel leaders, and they are conspiring to use Lesterson and the Daleks to seize control of the colony. Ben and Polly split up to look for the doctor, and Polly is captured by Janley. Ben wants to look for Polly, but the doctor is more concerned about the Daleks. Lesterson is enamored with how capable the, the Daleks are, and runs off to update the governor on what he's discovered. The doctor discovers that the Daleks has the Dalek has used a power cable to activate the other two Daleks, and they plan on taking over the planet and turning it into a second Scarrow. Lesterson and the Doctor argue more about the Daleks, but the Doctor's argument seems moot when the Daleks voluntarily disarm themselves. Lesterson agrees to give the materials an additional power, and the Daleks celebrate as the episode ends. My first note of episode three is, Someone for the love of God shut that Dalek up! because <laughs> it because episode two ends with i am your servant over and over again and then episode three starts with i am your servant over and over and over again and i'm just like oh yeah. my god someone rip out its voice box or whatever <laughs> it needs to Please. shut the fuck up <laughs> and like there there's a scaling problem because every episode ends with like more daleks being louder and louder and louder <laughs> <laughs> and man, these Daleks may as well be replacing their gun arm with red flag arms with how much they're fucking <laughs> waving them back and forth. And the scientists are just ignoring all of it because the Dalek says that they will obey any command because they are their servants. And the doctor is like, okay, shut yourself down. Do it right now. Shut yourself down. And the Dalek is just like, Clearly, like, he has absolutely no <laughs> facial expressions, but you can just tell he's like, oh, you motherfucker. And, and, he, and he powers down, and the doctor leaves, but then the Dalek powers himself back up, and the colonists are like, why did you power yourself back up? You were given an order. And the Dalek is like, that order does not help me serve humanity. It was illogical. And I'm like, the Dalek immediately just started questioning order, and the scientist is just like, ah, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make sense. How can you help us if you're turned off? You know what? Your logic is sound. I, I'm fine with this. This definitely isn't an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Lesterson's like, man, that thing that, you, that hole where we took out that gun keeps clicking like you're trying to fire it. That's weird. I should look at that later. I, ma I imagine that Dalek is, like, using that as, like, a stress ball. <laughs> <laughs> I am <laughs> your servant. Now, Dalek, every single time uh, you feel like killing something, I want you to just click this thing. I don't think you're understanding the clicking correctly. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also think it's very interesting how the Doctor is saying... This is a Dalek. Daleks are evil. You can't trust them. You must destroy them now. They're clearly uh, willing to listen to the Doctor to the extent that they start calling them Daleks now. 
He's oh, this guy clearly has a lot of experience with Daleks, so he knows what uh, Daleks are. No, they're not evil. I don't know what you're talking about. Quit, quit your nonsense. Like, yeah. they're willing to <laughs> listen to him to the extent that they that they believe him when they when he says that they're Daleks, but not to the extent when he says that they're evil. Feel like you're just kind of picking and choosing here. <laughs> yeah, Lesterson is like hardly a uh, let's take this slow, let's see how it goes kind of approach. He is full force into it. <laughs> uh, this is the episode where I really felt like it kind of dragged on. Like there wasn't really a lot going on. Yeah, but one one thing that I um, I do want to note that I really, really like is um, they get separated and Polly gets kidnapped. They don't know that she's been kidnapped, but they know that they haven't seen Polly in a while. And the Doctor and Ben have two different interpretations of this. And I kind of love it. Because Ben's number one priority is Polly's safety. He's like, we need to go find Polly. We need to go. We need to go help her. We need to save her. Meanwhile, the doctor is like, no, I have faith in Polly. Polly can take care of herself. We have other priorities we need to deal with. Yeah, uh, I can see that. <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, I'm like Ben. Ben's the rational person. <laughs> He's like, hey, they're knocking us off, dude. We got. Start, <laughs> we got to start thinking about ourselves here. And the doctor just plays his fucking recorder. He's like, hmm, I wonder about this. If I was Ben, I probably would have killed the doctor. <laughs> it's it's very reminiscent of, uh, back to the Sherlock Holmes comparison, it's very reminiscent of when Sherlock plays his violin in order to help him focus. The doctor does that only with a much mm-hmm. more obnoxious instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and is about a hundred times more ob- obtuse about it. <laughs> and then I have notes talking about how how painfully obvious it is that Bregan's the villain. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. The guy who gets to take over being the governor is the one who's power mad? You don't say. Really. How strange. <laughs> and I then I make the note of why is Bregan so intent on making sure Lesterson and the Daleks continue as usual. And then I realized later, it's like, oh, right. Because he wants to use the Daleks to take over. Because he's the villain. Oh, right. Because he's the villain. I forgot about that. And Jan Lee... The Lesterson's assistant has, like, openly been a villain since, like, episode one. Yeah, no, from episode one, she's like, yeah, I'm part of the Rebels. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, let me help you with this very dangerous robot. <laughs> uh, but that's all I have for episode three. Yeah, that's all I have for, like I said, like, this is an episode where I feel like, I mean, it's not that it was a bad episode, but just not a ton happened to it. Yeah. Probably gets kidnapped, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Annika Wills goes on vacation for episode four. And then uh, Michael Craze goes on vacation for episode five. So they kind of needed an excuse to not have Polly in the upcoming episode. So they're like, eh, let's just kidnap her. That's what we usually do. <laughs> yeah, usually they get kidnapped or something. <laughs> All right, episode four. Lesterson asserts his power over the Daleks, and Bregan assumes the role of acting governor while Hensel is out and about. The doctor notices that there are now more Daleks than there were on the ship. Lesterson is growing wary of the Daleks as they become more assertive but Jan Lee blackmails him into continuing his research. The Doctor deciphers where and how the Rebels meet and decides to go to a meeting to confront them on the Daleks and find Polly. Jan Lee convinces the Rebels to use the Daleks, and the Doctor and Ben are arrested as Bregan reveals himself as the Rebel leader. Lesterson sneaks into the Dalek capsule to discover that they have been recreating themselves on a massive scale. My first note is Daleks don't have teeth, but you can hear them gritting their teeth as they say, we obey because <laughs> like they're they're trying to uh get their 
factory together and they're trying to get power to their ship. Uh, and then one of the scientists is like, hey, Dalek, go make me some tea. And Dalek's like, we obey. <laughs> I am your, your servant. servant. <laughs> also, I would just like to take a side note to really appreciate the fact that this episode called Power of the Daleks is not referring to, like, their metaphorical strength and might that they use to conquer the galaxy. It's literally about the Daleks trying to charge their batteries. And I yep, think that's fucking li- <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the whole thing, it's about getting plugged in. <laughs> oh, the Daleks in this arc is just chef's kiss. I cannot sing the praises of the Daleks enough in this episode. Yeah, no, they're great. I love them. <laughs> I love that the main tension of this story is not if the Daleks will betray the humans, because obviously they will. The question is when and how. And honestly, the answer to both of those questions is fucking amazing. We'll get to that when we get to that. But (laughs) but I feel like it's a question that the Daleks also don't know the answer to. They're like, when are we going to do it? It's like it's like, hey, Dalek, make me some tea. And, and the other two Daleks have to hold the third one back because the third one is just like, I'll fucking I'll fucking run over him. I don't care. I don't care that I don't have a gun. <laughs> and then the doctor spots more than three Daleks running around. And I just picture the Daleks having a group meeting after that and it's like god damn it dennis we said there can't be more than three out and about if you fucked us dennis this is your fault <laughs> <laughs> and then janley needs to transmit a very secret message that only the rebels will be able to piece together she needs to use a very intricate code so she puts up an announcement on the bulletin board for the colony to see. And it's just the capital letters. Just just the capital letters. The capital letters spell out meeting at eight or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. is that the best code you could come up with? Seriously? <laughs> well, you see, what we're going to do is we're going to put a sign up for the meeting telling us to meet at eight. Won't that get us caught? Not if we say it's not a rebel meeting. Hey, this meeting is for all the not rebels. Winking emoji. We're going to say that this meeting is at is at 8. Well, what happens if they try to ambush at us at 8? Ah, ha, ha, ha. That's the clever part. It's actually at 8.30. <laughs> they'll come at 8 and no one will be there and they'll leave and then we'll arrive. <laughs> It's such a subtle message. It says Viva La Revolution in the header. <laughs> it says the blood of the bourgeoisie shall shall water our crops. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part uh, at, at the end when they're like showing the Daleks being made. This is the part where we get to see the uh, Dalek outside of its shell. Because it's like in this like vat of liquid and then... Oh, that's right. That's right. One of the Daleks <laughs> replaced their uh, their sucker with like a little net and they like lift it out of the water. And then another one <laughs> replaced it with a cattle prod and just like, like wakes it up like that. And then it's just like... <laughs> um, and then they place it inside the Dalek shell. It's not disgusting at all. 
I'm kind of glad that we're watching the animated version because like this is this is a huge setup that they have inside their capsule. It like shows the entire production line of the of the tanks being made, the Daleks being vat grown and then like attacked in order to in order to bring them to life and then they're placed in the shell. They go a little bit further on and then the guns comes down as like attached and their sucker is attached and then they're given uh, a jolt of energy to activate the tank and then they're all piling into this lobby area where they're all conglomerating together and I'm like I'll bet this sucked in live action. Yeah, I thought that too. I <laughs> It, once you saw, started seeing a lot of Daleks and like a lot of crazy stuff was going on, even just like seeing a dog of a shower, I'm like, I bet that looked like trash in live action. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of glad that this one was animated, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. <laughs> uh, well, this is important to note that the animation did a service here. Yeah. I will say, the human beings absolutely look like trash in the animation. The Daleks actually look pretty dang good. Yeah, I, I was just about to say, because the animation style is so robotic and stilted, it works perfectly for Daleks. So, it's a very mi- minimally animated design, and I think that was that was good. But that's all I have for episode four. That's all I've got. Episode five, baby. Lesterson is driven mad by his discovery, and he is eventually arrested by Bregan after insisting the Daleks are evil and should be destroyed. The Rebels work hard to help the Daleks lay their power network, unwittingly helping the aliens reach their goals. Henzo returns and is off-put by Bregan's influence over the colony. When he tries to take control again, Bregan instead asks for Henzel's compliance. When the governor refuses, Bregan kills him and takes permanent control of the colony. Ben, the Doctor, and Quinn escape their prison cell as the Daleks scheme on how to take out all the humans. They discover Hensel dead, and Bregan orders them back to prison. All hell breaks loose, and the Daleks decide now is their chance to seize control. So, I do have one more note about the last episode. Like It, all, it ends with all, like, all these Daleks coming off the assembly line and all that, and they're all screeching, Annihilate! Exterminate! Yeah. <laughs> And, like, it just becomes this cacophony of, like, utter fucking madness. And it lasts for, like, two minutes. Yeah, no, my very first note is hardcore fast-forwarding action as they just do the Dalek factory scene all over again. Because I'm like, (laughs) I've already seen this, I don't need to watch it again. (laughs) This is where Lesterson loses me. How so? Not that he was on my side the whole time, but, like, he, he seems like this, like, very, like, reserved, I mean... He seems, he's mildly unhinged because, like, he ignores all scientific ethics to do what he wants. But he seems reserved and, like, quiet. And then after he sees the Daleks mass-producing and realizes he was wrong, he has this, like, Lovecraftian mind break and just goes fucking psycho. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hang on. I can understand you being very disturbed by the things that are actually inside Daleks. But, like, you were warned about this. This is not something to, like, literally go mad over. Here's my justification, I guess. I don't know. So he was completely certain that the Daleks were non-hostile. Because when the first Dalek woke up and he shot his assistant, Lesterson was told, oh, no, he's fine. He's a little disoriented uh, and he'll probably have to sleep it off for a couple days. But other than that, he's fine. When in actuality, he's dead. And then he's told later when, because then the Daleks start thinking for themselves 
and they start disobeying orders. And he's just like, hmm, maybe we should stop. And then Janley, I think is his assistant's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, no, because that other assistant is dead. By your direct actions, you killed him. And so now he's like, oh shit, my experiments are killing people. And then he sees the Daleks being mass produced and he realizes, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, I've just doomed us all. And he's like, I don't care if you're blackmailing me. I don't care if you go to the governor himself and say that I killed I killed the assistant. I don't care. We just need to put a stop to this. And so I understand why he would eventually have the, the flip of, I've fucked up and we need to stop this right now. We need to stop this right fucking now. I'll die. I will die in order to make this stop happening i get that but i agree with the lovecraftian mind break seems a little far <laughs> yeah no because i think the scene with him and janley like he goes like you know i don't care if you tell the governor i killed him uh i thought that scene was like great actually yeah. but like once he goes into bregan's office and he's all like the dollars are evil <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> like it's pretty bad when like Again, I'm the audience. I know I've witnessed it. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'd arrest them too. (laughs) (laughs) And then the doctor is thrown in prison. Again. Again. But he's thrown in like an actual jail cell this time. And the lock is one of the stupidest designs I think I've ever seen in my life. It's like sound based, right? Because he's trying to recreate it by rubbing his finger along a glass. Yeah, it's audio based if you hit the correct note it unlocks the door you could just whistle your way out yeah you could just he like tries a whole bunch of things and then he asks for some water and then he's like trying his best to like play the play the glass to try and hit the right note and quinn is in the cell right next to him and he's wondering doctor why do you want more water why we need to get out of here like quinn are you stupid he wants more water because he was just trying to make music from the glass. And now he wants more <laughs> water to make different tones. I don't, I think Quinn might be blind <laughs> and deaf. <laughs> I think Quinn actually cannot see. When he was found in that room with that dead body, he legitimately did not know that was there. <laughs> and then the governor came back and he's like, all right, Bregan, you've had enough power. Time to stand down. Give me back my seat. And Bregan's like, mm, no. This is my seat now. And then the governor accuses him of treason and insubordination and demands that he arrest himself. Those are his words. I demand you arrest yourself. I'm like, really? (laughs) In what universe did you think that was going to work? Hensel has big Democrat vibes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure if we just ask really nicely i'm sure they'll incarcerate themselves don't worry about it if we just point out what they're doing is wrong like they'll feel bad about it right yeah we just point out that what they're doing is wrong and they'll be like oh shoot i didn't realize i'm sorry i'll stop now (laughs) anyway (laughs) back to dr who and then the daleks are now running wild throughout the colony and they go into the lab to try and protect themselves. And because the Daleks are chasing after them down the hall, they close the door and then they stick a wrench through the through the two door handles and like 
They're like pounding at the door trying to get it to open and the wrench is holding it steady. I was just like, the mighty Dalek thwarted by a goddamn wrench in the door. <laughs> Listen, Meg, they're not that hard. If you throw over any, like, six-inch barrier, they can't get over it. <laughs> they're just very advanced, deadly Roombas. But then eventually they did bust through the door, and my sub-note is, he did it! I'm so proud. <laughs> now, I don't remember what scene I'm referring to here, but it's all the Daleks who are crowded around in the in the capsule and they're like exterminate 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 then it cuts to a scene it cuts to a dramatic quiet scene and it's really tense and everything and then hard cut back exterminate 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 <laughs> i was like ah ah whiplash ah mm. <laughs> yeah the total whiplash again thank god we weren't wearing headphones during this right yeah, I like I remember that happening, but I don't remember what that scene was in between it. I don't remember either. Is that when they do they discover like Hensel's body or something? It might be it. I don't remember. But my last note is the fact that the Dalek invasion begins at the end of this episode does not fill me with a whole lot of hope for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like the Dalek invasion of this colony should probably take longer than the half episode that they're clearly giving it. But Caleb the half episode they give it so fucking good <laughs> totally agree as we'll see in my summary that i'm gonna read right now whoa segways segway just wait until we get sponsors oh man episode six jaylee is excited that they have finally won but Bregan shows his hand and decides to become the absolute ruler of the colony he very much implies that jaylee will comply or die Quinn, the Doctor, Polly, and Ben all reunite after escaping, but the Doctor goes off alone to deal with Bregan. The Daleks just fucking slaughter everyone. It's kind of awesome. Lesterson has gone full psycho, but still manages to hide the Travelers as Daleks enter his lab. While there, the Doctor plays around with a junction box to sabotage the Daleks' power, and he destroys them just before the Daleks wipe everyone out. Bregan tries to shoot Quinn, but is killed by his former accomplice, Valmer. Quinn takes control of what remains of the colony and thanks the doctor for his help the doctor suggests they return to the tardis like it's the first fucking time that idea has come up when polly and ben ask him if he knew what he was doing the whole time the doctor just kind of ignores the question as the tardis dematerializes a destroyed dog looks up at them its eye lighting up as the ship departs there's a lot to talk about in this episode there is. namely just how fucking cool it is it is really fucking cool I like how the Daleks' original plan is we will wait for them to fight amongst each other and take out what's left because the rebellion is, like, full force, so it's, like, guards versus guards, and they're all fighting each other. But, like, two and a half minutes later, the Daleks are like, fuck it, I'm bored, let's go kill them now. <laughs> no, I know. I, I love that, too. The whole plot was, like, wait for them to kill each other and we'll take what's left. And they were like, nah, man, nah. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> I guess they had they must have had some sort of footage of the power of the Daleks because this was so realistic to how it would have looked in live action. Every time the Daleks came out of the capsule and went down the ramp, they went down just a little bit too fast when they went down the <laughs> ramp. So every single time a Dalek came out and went down the ramp fast and then moved off at a normal speed, I just was like, Wee! 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 <laughs> Wee! <laughs> I've got Tony Hawk Pro Skater music playing in the background. <laughs> Just has ska music. <laughs> but no, this episode is great. Even the animation is like fine. I'm mean, like, you've got like rebels just like shooting machine guns. 
Daleks are just blasting people. Like, you just see corpses. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. No. And, and there's before, like, it's a scene where the Daleks are just, like, mowing people down. And each side is expecting the Daleks to be fighting for them. But then the Daleks are just, like, shooting indiscriminately and just everything that moves. And then Ben and Polly are both like, we need to go help them. We need to go save them. And the doctor is like, no, all that's going to happen if you go out there is that you're going to get shot and killed. You need to stay here right now. And there's just like this lingering shot of Ben and Polly just sitting there hiding behind a desk, just like staring at each other and then off into off out into space completely powerless while in the background you hear screaming and gunfire and Daleks and then the and the gunfire and the screaming slowly starts dying down and Ben and Polly are just sitting there absolutely terrified and I fucking loved it it was so it's incredible cool. it's amazing <laughs> chef's kiss 10 out of 10 more more genocide more massacres please and and then after after more of the after more of the massacring, it cuts after, after that scene of Ben and Polly, it cuts to just a long tracking shot of all of the corpses littering the hallway, ending with Janley laying down with her eyes still open. And it was just, oh, <laughs> so oh, cool. So cool. <laughs> Oh, I know. I loved it. I loved. I love this episode. This <laughs> episode six is just fan fucking tastic. And honestly, it didn't need to be the whole episode. They did so good doing it. Yeah. No. It. It really. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. And like, there's there's almost like nothing to say because it really is just 15 minutes of Daleks just massacring people. Yeah. And that's what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah. Just want to just light up a cigarette and just be like was it good for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like this is peak like the ch- i'm like this is as good as the chase yeah i think this is better than the chase because like it's not dumb robots yeah uh just in like that moment of just sheer butchery <laughs> uh this and this is for me in a, in a good sense this is like when the daleks actually become villains to me yeah no i i i buy that and that's just like silly cartoonish evil things yeah yeah i agree and more just like oh shit yeah at the end of the episode ben and polly kind of call the doctor out because he did such a piss poor job of explaining exactly why the daleks were dangerous he just kept saying that the daleks were evil and no one believed him because why would they and they were like did you have any idea what you were doing he's like <laughs> yeah i know I mean, they ask him I was like doctor did you know what was gonna happen the whole time and he literally just like looks at them and then just walks away <laughs> like a fucking madman <laughs> uh okay there's one other thing about the doctor we've not brought up the whole time somehow huh what the fuck is that hat i'm surprised you did not bring up the hat i was waiting for you to bring up what the, hat. the fuck is that because like i forgot about it. every time and then like he was just like randomly put it on i'm like doctor what the fuck is that what is that like, how would you describe that hat it's like a it's a Doug Dimmadome hat. Yeah, it's 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 like a it's like a tall. There's a there's a name for it though. It's like a yeah a Doug Dimmadome no, hat. Like a, like I'm Doug Dimmadome. I'm one of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. It's like a piping hat or something like that. It's stupid. Is what it is, and I don't want the doctor to wear it again. Uh, I forget what it's called. Stovepiper hat. That's what it is. Yes. I hate it. <laughs> I cannot stand it, even a little. One of the doctor's uh, quirks with this doctor's quirks is that he has an affinity for hats. 
So there was there was a one point when he was like sitting in front of uh, the not governor who is governor now. Uh, Bragan. Bragan. Yeah, he was sitting in front of uh, Bragan's uh, desk, and Bragan put down his like military cap next to him, and the doctor's like, "I would very much like a hat like that." <laughs> Bragan's like, "Focus, focus." <laughs> Doctor's got a hat fetish. I'd fuck that hat. I'd fuck that hat. Oh God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Man, you have such a sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so, Caleb. I hope our <laughs> listeners at home agree with you. <laughs> yeah, do it again, Daddy. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> not without money. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to be calling me Daddy, there's there needs to be some sort of money exchanged here. <laughs> this is a good segue into, uh, into our offer for subscribers. <laughs> so I know I told you at the uh, beginning, the episode was written by David Whitaker, writer of Edge Destruction, the Rescue, and The Crusade. I think we can safely say this is easily the best he's had. Oh, yeah, 100%. Not only the best he's had, but, like, one of the best episodes, I think. You're not going to believe this, Caleb. Apparently, Dennis Spooner wrote the final draft of the script. Ah, oh, hmm. But he was given no on-screen credit. No credit? Well, that makes me mad, because this is a banger, and Dennis Spooner writes bangers. No, Dennis Spooner is the one we Oh, no, it. That's right, Dennis Spooner's the bad one. Yeah. Oh my god, what? That makes no You're sense. You're thinking of Terry Nation. That makes no Dennis sense. Dennis Spooner pe- makes nothing but shit, and yet he made this. Well, David, David Whitaker wrote it, and then David Dennis Spooner like, made edits to it, like did rewrites. I guess it's one of those things where if you put like two bad things together, like the good parts of it come out. Yeah, I guess so. But mercifully, you'll be happy to know, this is Dennis Spooner's last con- contribution to the show. Well, that's good. I'm glad he went out on a high note. Yeah. But apparently, just adding to the evidence that we have the exact opposite opinion as everyone else in the world, David Whitaker was very unhappy with Dennis Spooner's rewrites. And Terry Nation, you know, the creator of the Daleks, did not like what they did with the Daleks. I, I quote, he made them too sweet and nice. What? I'm like, Ter- Terry, <laughs> that was Terry, literally- Terry, 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 Terry. Did you watch the entire episode? Because anytime they're being sweet and nice, they're lying. <laughs> the whole time. The whole time. They don't even act nice when they're doing it. At best, they seem like they're lying. At every other time, they just seem really annoyed that they're doing it. Yeah. This is the first Dalek episode to not be written or co-written by Terry Nation. This is the only story that introduces a new Doctor that runs longer than four episodes. Hmm. And that's all I have for trivia. So final thoughts. Final thoughts are I really liked it for the most part. Uh, like it was a moment getting used to the new doctor, but I think at the end I like the way this doctor behaves more than Hartnell. Nothing against Hartnell. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes from here. I, I mean, I love the Daleks in this episode. I love the sheer violence. Uh, I even really enjoyed the kind of like es- not espionage, but the subterfuge and the character politics. Mm-hmm. I thought for this period and for what we've seen before, it was done really well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I don't really remember a moment where I was like overly bored. Yeah, I think there, it was a little meandery. I think in like episode three or four, I don't remember which one, but yeah, I think three or four could have been like one episode combined. But like that is that is such a mild critique compared to other episodes. Yeah, uh, my final thoughts are was it good for you 
because <laughs> it had such a great buildup and then just the absolute orgasm that was episode six. <laughs> it just fucking delivers, man. <laughs> I think it was a it was a solid fucking first adventure with the new doctor. I'm excited to see more. And I'm not just saying that because I already know ahead of time that he's my favorite doctor. <laughs> <laughs> they actually did the impossible and made the Daleks scary in this episode. There was obviously some fluff that could have been cut out, but you could say that about literally everything. But I think it was really well paced. It had a lot of genuine tension and with the great payoff. Mm-hmm. Now, we've said before that with the new Doctor, we have new ranking lists. So mm-hmm. this episode is both at the top and bottom of my of my uh, ranking list. I suspect this episode is going to be going to stay at the top for a while. Yeah, I have a feeling that this episode is going to be one of my top ones. So, but we'll see, I guess. Maybe I'll love the audio drama. Maybe. I doubt it. (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to support the podcast, the best thing you can do is give us five-star reviews and tell your friends about it. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know, all the major podcast sites. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at QuickTripDW. And if you want to follow me and Mac specifically, you can follow Mac at MacTheMeh and Caleb at CLB underscore Clark. Also, be sure to check out Mac's YouTube channel where he makes insightful video essays about video games. And join us next time on A Quick Trip Through Space and Time in which we listen to the last pure historical for 16 years in The Highlanders. Thank God. Caleb, um, I feel I feel like there's a there's uh, several things that we could like talk about in terms of like uh, life and catching up and stuff. But uh, I want to talk about that. Doctor Who. I want to talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs>